Coming up, we have a lot of Universal Orlando news and Universal Studios Japan news to cover, so buckle up, weirdos. This week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is going to be a lot of fun. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. I'm your host, Craig Williams. I'm joined alongside by my co-host, Rhino. Hello. And we have a really fun episode for you today. Like I said, we're going to talk about a lot of news. This was not the plan. Uh, this week, we are supposed to be coming to you from Universal Studios Florida in Halloween Horror Nights, uh, having some of the food, finally, and reviewing some of the food options that are part of the event. But then this just snowballed, and one new story came in after the other, and felt like we just couldn't put this off. So, yeah, it's going to be a big news week and a lot of good stuff to talk about. But before we do, we need to mention that this is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. If you like our content you want to support us, please consider booking your next vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. It costs you no extra money, and you get the world-class support of a Dreams Unlimited Travel agent. So head over to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com today for your free, no-obligation quote. Okay, Rhino, this this is literally a packed week in terms of news, and I I genuinely don't know where to start with it. Because there's a lot of good stuff. There's announcements about upcoming events and what to expect from them. There's announcements about things closing. There's about announcements about things not even happening in the United States yet. So wh- where where should we start off? Should we start off with the uh, probably maybe the closings? I was going to say we should do the cl- the farthest away and come closer. But but closings are probably a good idea because then we can talk about new beginnings. Uh, sure. Okay. That's that. I I like that spin on it. That's a very a very positive spin. So thanks for bringing the positivity today. But no, I don't. I don't know what I was going to say. I leaned in and two things went in my brain at once. You're all fantastic. So I, I think we should get the biggest news out of the way what what rocked the universal orlando news cycle this week and that is shrek 4d at universal studios florida will finally be coming to an end that attraction has has reached the end of its lifespan not quite yet but it is coming up uh unfortunately Shrek 4D will officially close on January 10th, 2022. So you still have some time to get over there and see the show if you enjoy it. But after after that date, yeah, no more Shrek 4D for you. Which now here's the the devastating part. You'll only ever be able to watch the movie if you've got the Shrek DVDs or Netflix. I, I believe, know because I think it's on Netflix. Yes. So, well, that is part of it, too. So, of course, Shrek 4D has uh, been in many different places. You know, it was also at Universal Studios Hollywood. 
it was released officially alongside the first movie, I believe, as a separate DVD that kind of came attached along where you could watch Shrek 3D because, you know, it's kind of the, the sequel to the original Shrek movie. And since then, it has also been uh, retitled and really re-released as The Ghost of Lord Farquaad. And yeah, it's it is available as of right now on Netflix. Who knows if it will disappear, but I believe it's also the DreamWorks Spooky Stories that it's it's a part of. I believe that's also been released on Blu-ray at one time too. So, uh and I'm sure it's also on YouTube as well too. This movie is very out there and accessible, which has always raised the question why in the world did we need this attraction to begin with? Uh, you know, it's been around since uh, 2003, so it's not like it's not like it hasn't had its fair uh, its fair time under the sun at Universal. But it feels like it feels like it is time to uh, to to let this one go away and uh, you know go away at a at a high point. Of course, and uh, the meet and greet will still be a part of Universal Studios Florida because that's across the street. But anything happening in that soundstage uh, currently as as part of Shrek will be gone. And that raises a lot of questions like what's going to take the place of Shrek 4D? Uh, how will this impact Halloween Horror Nights in the future? Because, of course, they take one of the theaters for Halloween Horror Nights and mm. utilize it as a house. So what's all going to happen with this? I don't know. All I know is I can follow a lot of the rumors circling around. And I know our good friend, Alicia, who you can follow on Twitter, Alicia Stella. Uh, she put out there that there's a rumor that for this space, they are going to, to put in a villain con that fits around with the despicable me in minions, uh, series. So that way you'll kind of have a little bit of, you'll have despicable me minion mayhem on the one side, and then you'll have, uh, kind of like an interactive walkthrough experience on the other side. But of course, everything is just rumors until it's officially announced by universal Orlando resort. But you know, that one would make a lot of sense to me because it seems like you know it seems like they could do something like that in mind with being like okay we'll take over one theater the pre-show area but we'll leave the other theater vacant so we can use it for halloween horror nights but i i i'm not sure i'm not sure how that's going i don't know either i forgot that villain con was even in one of the movies till you just said that because i was like oh yeah that's the that's the minions movie which i enjoy i liked the minions movie um and you know if we think about the size that the minions like footprint, like that universe footprint that they have at Hollywood, it would make sense that that would be kind of a thing because it does so well for them out yep. there. Um, you know, and they have all of illuminations and they have all of DreamWorks. It's, it is just one of those things where I feel like this was inevitable. Shrek feels like generation one and we are way later in what in universal's stock of what they own in terms of bankable characters. And, and so it, it, Universal has that small confined space and the thing about them is they like to keep it fresh and so I think this one is a little overdue. Exactly. Exactly. That's that's the whole thing. It's they they won't let anything sit far too long. I mean, in some circumstances they have and and others, you know, it's 
still people would rather have Jaws back rather than have diagonally in that space where it is. I mean, that, that is still, <sighs> that is still a complaint in some minds, but I, I totally get it. I totally get it. But I do, I do praise Universal all the time for not being afraid of changing their past and saying, you know what? We, we know that we need to grow. And, uh, in, in some cases, you know, obvious, obviously they're trying to grow their entire footprint with Epic Universe down the road. And that kind of leaves a question of what are we going to see in these parks as they're getting ready to build and construct Epic Universe. But I'm happy to know that they're not, they're not also giving up on these parks as they shift their focus towards Epic Universe, that they're going to keep trying to plus these parks while they can mm. and before the next one opens up, make it the best resort it could possibly be. And that's kind of where, uh, sorry, I feel like you were saying something. No, I, I was going to say, I feel like studios is on the cusp of having that problem right now, uh, Universal Studios Florida, because if they're going to do that long extended refurbishment for the mummy that's supposed to happen next year, that's like January through the end of the summer or something crazy like that, Yes, that you you remove that and you remove Shrek, even though I don't think anyone's banging down the door for Shrek, would it still okay. an option to do an attraction is is I'm like, Oh, if you like, we don't have the mummy. I mean, I know you still have Rip Ride Rocket, you still have Gringotts, but I was like, there's not a lot of headliners in Universal Studios as of this like moment. There's classics like you still have ET. I still like Men in Black, but you know what I mean. Like there needs, and they have Transformers, but it's it's one of those where I was like, it's kind of shines a light on how. I feel like studios is starting to feel like it needs maybe something else, like one more thing, something, something bigger. I mean. I, w- I would argue that after the Shrek theater gets its remodel and the mummy's done, they should go into kid zone after this, because that one also feels like a little like needs just a little TLC or something like that. Cause yeah. Barney's closed and yeah, I don't know what's going on back there with curious George. I don't know. Well, I mean, you raise many good points along with that and you brought up revenge of the mummy. So we might as well, uh, bring that up along with it too and that's it revenge of the mummy will be going down on january 7th 2022 i believe and like rhino said it will uh it will take all the way pretty much until the end of the summer i think uh the general consensus seems to be that uh it they're probably looking at not retheming the attraction maybe making small tweaks and adjustments to different parts of it uh potentially even with the queue but uh one of the things they might be doing with this is uh replacing the track which of course you know I, that does happen it like that's that's i don't know why it's not i didn't read it anywhere but that was the vibe i was getting from the you know because some there was a team member i think that put a memo out on the internet or something like that that i saw or whatever i don't know who it was but you know we're scrolling through and you just see something and i was like oh i was like i bet this is just one of those things like what they did with the hulk when they like needed when they replaced the track for that but i the thing is they leaned so far into they let the last screen of brendan fraser screaming about his cup of coffee become such like an intrinsic part of the experience now for like people who love universal for like they talk about it on Twitter all the time. And now, obviously, we love Brendan Fraser. I feel like there's this like swell right now that he's going through where people are like, oh, we want you to come back and act more and be in more stuff. And so it's like pulling him out of the attraction now seems like it would be bad timing. But it's also weird because it's like I hate the first part of the queue because yeah. I don't like the, the mood. It's so old. But, it, you know, I don't I think it's one of their few things they have that is so 
that if they don't do something with it soon, it's going to become one of those like people are going to be angry, angry, angry when it goes. Like if people were angry about Jaws, I feel like they'll rally even harder behind the mummy. Not because it's a better love property, but just because of it's like people love that attraction at yeah. Universal. Well, in People do love Revenge of the Mummy, and that's why I totally believe it is safe. I, I do think that uh, a track replacement would be something great for it, obviously. You know, as you mentioned, the Hulk went through it and it worked out well. And then with the Hulk, they made several upgrades in addition, uh, additions to like the queue area and such, and even to like the music on the ride. You know, so it's not, this isn't like it's unprecedented for Universal to do this. So uh, I know Revenge of the Mummy 2 had, you know, they, they went through their whole lighting and projections and had those upgraded recently as well, too. So now to kind of finish it up with the, the track getting replaced, too, uh, that that could make this ride have a whole new life beyond what it already has. And uh, people love this attraction. They love the, the fact that it blends a fun little roller coaster that's more family friendly mixed in with like the dark ride portions at the beginning uh, mm -hmm. as you have pointed out to the the memification of brendan fraser with it uh it all it all works and i think universal in this case they're smart enough to know too that yeah this ride's still hitting right now let's not take it down while while it's there because what's different with jaws is that ride was starting to become so unreliable it was very yeah. old. I mean, I've told this story before, but I'll never forget the day that I heard over the radio that they needed to rush shirts or gift cards or something over to Jaws because one of the hydraulic lines completely like broke and was just shooting people with hydraulic fluid and just covering them in it. Like the ride, the ride was past its prime for sure. And I mean that. That ride never worked. The history of the opening of the park, that ride didn't work in the opening either. Yeah. That like didn't wasn't it like it opened and then it was closed for like a year or something like that. It was something crazy. A like lot it, of it didn't, <laughs> yeah, I, that was a lot of the attractions. So I yeah. feel like right in the very beginning. But I, I think it just didn't deliver the same type of thrill that the mummy does. But I was going to say, imagine if we got Brendan Fraser to come to the reopening of the mummy. And maybe it's like a celebration of the attraction itself. And like. We get modern Brendan Fraser in there. I'd, I'd be all right with that. I want I, I think I, I don't think there's any reason why he wouldn't show up to it. He's he's got to appreciate his fan base. I feel like he's been to conventions and such. So I think he would be in on it for sure. But yeah, we'll have to yeah. wait and see. It's going to be a long time of it being not being an attraction you can experience at Universal Studios, Florida. So it's going to be hard, but get your last rides in while you still can. But continuing the trend, uh, we have to talk about a couple more attractions that kind of have question marks over them right now. Uh, in the, and when I mean attractions, I mean, of course, rides and shows. Uh, one show in particular that we've been hoping would go away for a long time. And uh, there's, there's more rumors pointing now that it will go away. And that is Fear Factor Live. That that big awful stadium that right now you can see horror nightmare fuel for and of course was used for Bill and Ted and Academy of Villains in the past. Uh, the rumors, at least uh, that are swirling around on Inside Universal's forums, are that it will not come back after Halloween Horror Nights is over. Uh, we will see the end of this show and 
right now the current rumor that is swirling around again on the Inside Universal forums is that they will finally go through with a Harry Potter expansion next to this area, which that rumor has been around for years and years and years and years. But apparently it seems like it's getting more likely now. Is it officially closing? I'm sorry. I didn't hear what you said. Or is it just another? Okay. It's just a heavy, heavy. The rumor is gathering steam again. Yes. I'm not sure if it goes to the point that team members that work there were told that they weren't coming back to that location or if it's just people Mm. who are in the know have pointed that out again all of this information i am you know i'm i'm finding out by paying attention to a bunch of other awesome sources that always talk about this stuff like the inside universal forums uh alicia stella and uh park scope you know it's we are not great when it comes to rumors i like i like discussing the aspects of them but we're not we're not sitting over here breaking any so i don't besides the shrek and mummy stuff that's that's the only thing that obviously i know firsthand but with fear factor live apparently it is going to be gone and the rumors are pointing towards a a virtual reality vr broom style attraction in the harry potter universe i guess there is something like that at the uh the new wizarding world store in new york city and mm. this is going to be kind of a, a take on that right next to to London and Diagon Alley. Uh, and I'm I'm perfectly fine with that. The stadium I mean, needed to go. Yeah. And it, there's been rumors throughout the years from, oh, it's going to be Ministry of Magic next door. It's going to be the Weasley's house. I just want something. This It's wasted yeah. real estate. Oh, yeah. 100%. I completely agree with you. And uh, I mean, the theming is beautiful inside of Diagon Alley, so I'll never be opposed to more more of that type of level of immersion and theming and everything like that. But did, we saw like a um, a patent from Universal at one time or another about something like that that was like interconnected brooms that people rode on or whatever that looked. I feel like that look like the platform of like how we ride the ET bikes, but it would mm-hmm. be like brooms instead. And so I'm like, so I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we got something like that. I think that would be really cool. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, it's just, yeah. It's like when things, when it's a hundred degrees outside, that's not the type of experience you want to go have is go sit in a state. Like, yes, the idea of sitting down seems nice, but it's like, I don't just like, I don't want to be, I don't know. Those seem like, the era of the past, you know, the lights, motors, action, the mm-hmm. the Batman and Robin stunt shows, uh, you know, like, although I do actually really like that stunt show at Six Flags. So I feel bad bringing that one up. But you know what I mean? Like, it, it doesn't really I don't know that it has that same kind of it, it feels a little more regional theme park, which feels yeah. rude to say. But it, you know what I mean? Like when there are when Universal and Disney uh, you know, are the biggest names in the game and they're the only so that that a lot of times means they're the only companies that really can pump all this money into the technology and being able to create what they can create. You know, it seems not just like wasted. It seems incredibly wasteful not to have more more of that. I'm going to base a vacation around another new Harry Potter attraction, not around whether this Fear Factor live show happens, yeah. you know, I, I think that's a, a great point. And Obviously, look at the success of Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure, that that little boost that it gave Universal pre-pandemic and then even once again after they reopened from the pandemic. And uh, anything that's attached to Harry Potter, uh, even 
Even though there are many people out there who have kind of fallen out of love for it uh, with oh, yeah. Harry Potter for obvious, very specific and obvious reasons, but uh, that you still cannot deny that anytime Universal uh, tries to bring things back with Harry Potter, people kind of leave the the creator's uh, thoughts and viewpoints and opinions out of it and celebrate celebrate what Universal does with it and like what the movies meant to them and the books meant to them and not so much the person who created them. So, uh, you know, obviously we expect to see more Harry Potter in Epic Universe and I don't think they're going to stop trying to do whatever they can in the parks they currently have as well too because it it prints them money. And at the end of the day, that's important to Comcast and NBC Universal to make money. And yeah, I'd I'd rather I'd like I I like the property being in the hands of Universal. I know they have to kind of, uh, you know, deal with her input more, more with but Warner Universal Brothers anymore. More with Warner Brothers, I. But Universal is such an has has made such big steps to be so much more inclusive and love is love. And I, I will, you know, that, that merchandise they put out and stuff like that, which I will say that I, in, when that started happening, I feel like they were, they were much more open about just blatantly being like, we support this stuff. You know, we, we, you know, then, then even Disney was. So I, if, if it has to be in the hands of some company, I'm glad it's in the hands of somewhere that's going to be like, no, this is going to be an inclusive place for all people to enjoy. So it's like, you know, once art yeah. leaves the creator's hands, it belongs to the world now. So, you know what? T- we're taking it. We're taking it. Yep. Uh, here, 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 here to that. And something that I believe uh, a lot of Universal fans would like to take over and have their way with it is Fast and Furious Supercharged. And the last thing I'm just I, going to mention is that uh, I know I it also sounded a little dirty I, when yeah, I just the said fra- there. The turn of phrase was funny. Yeah, it, it was, you know, a classic Craig turn of phrase. <laughs> I always have to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> make that a little bit uh, terrible and raunchy, even though it's completely uh, not not my intention on that. But uh, Park Scope and Park Scope Joe uh, has just quickly mentioned recently that uh, there are there are swellings about Fast and Furious going not being completely removed, obviously, or anything, but maybe there will be an update to that attraction. Maybe, maybe something mm-hmm. changes on it more drastically, but uh, clearly Universal understands that Fast and Furious Supercharged is not what Universal fans really wanted. <laughs> and so it looks well, like apparently they might yeah. be trying to rectify it. But again, just a rumor. Well, that's, you know what, I, I, I can't imagine anything would happen to it if until after the, is it, how many movies do you have left? Is it like two? I think, yeah, two, maybe like, because yeah. the last one 11? is supposed to be two parts. Yeah, no, yeah right, because he said they were going to be 10, but then they decided 10 was going to be two parts. So the one that had just come out, that was nine? Yes. Yeah, then, there, then there's like supposedly two left, and I don't know if there'll be more spinoffs with the rocks character what happens but then that so that's why i'm like i can't imagine them getting rid of it until after the franchise goes unless it really really isn't working in the park yeah i i think it just with this attraction in particular obviously they were hoping that the the fandom that goes to see fast and furious and make it a billion dollar property i think they were hoping that fandom would uh, translate into wanting to go to the parks 
to be able to see Fast and Furious Supercharged. However, uh, two very different experiences uh, between well, the attraction. The attraction and the movie. is neither fast nor furious. That's the problem. It's neither <laughs> fast nor furious, and it loses a lot of the heart that you find in the movies, and a lot of the ridiculousness that you also find in the movies. Uh, it just it, it works on the tram tour in Hollywood. I'll say that much. I, I think that's mm-hmm. a part of there. But as a standalone attraction, while I still enjoy aspects of it, uh, I mean, even I will admit it, it 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 misses the mark in terms of that. I, I will speak about that day and night as well as with Race Sue New York starring Jimmy Fallon. It just oh, it, God. it was that yeah. short era. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't know. It was that short era, though, that it felt like they just weren't quite gripping onto what their what their fans and guests wanted and it feels like they're back around to realizing that now at this point and so i'm hopeful i'm hopeful that they're able to find a way to to bring some life to an attraction that's only what three years old now but feels like it's decades old in terms of in terms of like just the the feeling of like oh walking up should we do supercharged hmm no, mm. no, good. So that could be happening in the future. We'll just have to have to keep an eye on it. But that kind of rounds up the the rumors around Universal Studios Florida right now. Could be a very different looking park uh, in in the near future because Comcast, even with the pandemic, they have money and they like spending it, and I expect them to spend it wisely. But we're gonna move on. And oh, should we go? Should we go overseas real quick for some exciting updates? Yeah. Okay, we're going to go to Universal Studios Japan now and talk about uh, two exciting stories around the world of Nintendo. And the first, you know, this news is a little bit old, but we just haven't had a show uh, since the news came out, so that's why we're going to just talk about it now. And that's that Donkey Kong. The expansion is coming to Super Nintendo World at Universal Studios Japan, which, again, very exciting. Uh, We knew that there was the possibility for a Donkey Kong attraction based on the patents, based on the leaked pictures of the models that clearly showed the Donkey Kong expansion. Just didn't know where it was coming to. Didn't know if it was in. I mean, I'm talking about me personally. I'm sure a lot of people out there knew a thousand percent it was always coming to Universal Studios Japan. Uh, but I, I think the consensus is it's not in the cards for Hollywood, but definitely is in the cards for Epic Universe. If that's where we see Universal, uh, if if that's where we see Super Nintendo World pop up for the first time, then Donkey Kong will also be a part of that too. But uh, very, very, very exciting. It's going to open in Universal Studios Japan in 2024, assuming nothing crazy goes wrong with it. Of course, there is going to be the Donkey Kong roller coaster. There's going to be interactive experiences, themed merchandise, themed food. And yeah, it's just going to take you through the jungles of Donkey Kong in that very Donkey Kong country style, which I, 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 grew up playing Donkey Kong Country specifically more than even any of the Mario games. I love Super Mario. I always was more of a Donkey Kong fan though. So mm-hmm. I'm actually more excited about seeing this than I am seeing Super Nintendo World as a whole. And I oh, hope yeah. I hope 
it's in our whatever Super Nintendo wise comes to Universal Orlando Resort. I hope it includes Donkey Kong. That's like my one want. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you completely because I love Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong games are always an immediate purchase for me. I literally like my Super Nintendo is right there and it has Donkey Kong loaded in it. And then I have a portable one that has the Donkey Kong Country 2 loaded in it, too. Yeah. And I will like I th- Donkey Kong had a had a an amazing soundtrack to it. And I just love the aesthetic. It had that weird, cool 3D look to it when it was still on a 32 bit gaming system. Right. And so. Um, it was like how Mortal Kombat had that really interesting look to it. Donkey Kong had a very unique and interesting look. And I love the music. I loved all the characters. I love the progress- progression of the games, too. And so, like, having an area dedicated to that, I I, I would be so thrilled. I, I am – that will forever be, like, the, that's my favorite Nintendo game. And then, um, you know, I was just thinking I, – I saw No Time to Die last night, and I was thinking um, – because there's that you've seen it in the previews that there's a layer or whatever in it mm-hmm. and it looks so much like the golden eye video game at some parts where i was like is this an homage to that part of the game where you have to go through that like you know smooth stone and whatever and and then i started thinking like man would they ever put a universal experience like would this ever make it to the nintendo experience or you're just karate chopping people at the back because you don't have the, <laughs> the weapon you're just going hand mode but but no i'm I I love it. I'm very excited for it. The roller coaster, I'm sure, will be great, and I hope just as stressful as those levels because the mine levels were the most stressful. Yeah, I I and I obviously hope that they are able to still make it the minecart coaster that was in the patents yeah. and that it, what it looks like is in the artwork and what we all expect from it. If they were able to make that happen, like they're supposed to, uh, this just this feels next level. I know from people who went to Japan to see uh, Super Nintendo World when it opened, you know, there was a lot of, I, I feel like it was more online criticism about Mario Kart. I, I feel like the people that I I paid attention to that got to experience it firsthand said, yeah, yeah it's not the Mario Kart attraction we wanted, but it's enjoyable. Uh, I, I feel like with a Donkey Kong roller coaster, if it's at minecart that way they wanted it to be, I don't see how it's not a home run. And it just makes Super Nintendo World as a as a whole just just an incredible place. Like in terms of in terms of what it offers from the Mario Kart Koopa's Challenge, the Yoshi Yoshi's Adventure, and the Power Up Band, key challenges they have, meeting the characters, again themed food and merch, like. I, I just want this here so badly at this point. I just, I'm mm-hmm. ready for Super Nintendo World over here. And, you know, construction is coming along in, in Hollywood, but I believe the plans still for that, unless I'm mistaken, are still just basically sticking with the Mario Kart attraction and then, you know, themed food and merch, obviously, with it, but not the full, the full scale that Japan got. But I'm just, I'm craving craving for it and i don't know when i'm getting to japan ever to see it so i want it here and i want it now Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i want it now i want my money now and well speaking of nintendo and universal studios japan on obviously all of our wish lists for someday involving universal and the nintendo partnership we're all hoping for something pokemon related and as Rhino will always point out and always has pointed out, that's a little bit more complicated because even though Pokemon is, you know, a part of the Nintendo family, 
unfortunately, Pokemon is a a separate entity away from Nintendo. Do I have that detail correct, Rhino? Uh, yeah, from what I understand is the the Pokemon exist belong to the Pokemon Company, like it's its own separate little entity that then like teams up together. Exactly. And so the Pokemon Company, as well as Universal Studios Japan, have come together to announce a new collaborative partnership between the two entertainment leaders, and they will enter a long-term partnership that will jointly explore groundbreaking entertainment that will immerse guests into the world of Pokemon with innovative technology and creativity. And this begins in 2022. And what this looks like, I have no idea. I do have a friend who worked on the project and has kept their lips completely sealed on every bit of it. Uh, and I wish I knew that information of what we're going to expect. But uh, I think I think the the uh, big takeaway is that uh, in terms of how great it's going to become is definitely definitely on the long term side. They they probably have some really cool, unique ways to get Pokemon involved in Universal Studios Japan in the short term. But in terms of uh, the big picture, uh, maybe maybe we don't see a lot of the things that people are hoping for with Pokemon until way, way in the future. And again, this is just for Universal Studios Japan. Uh, I'm sure there would have to be complete separate deals taking place in terms of the domestic universal parks and resorts. So just because it's happening in Japan doesn't mean we even have a shot at it at all. So hopefully it's just so successful in Japan, whatever they do with it. And the Pokemon company uh, likes what universal did with it so much that they will extend a partnership over to the domestic parks. I'm, I'm hoping for that because who doesn't love Pokemon? Well, I'm guessing I, I'm assuming it's going to be an AR filter related thing, because I mean, look how popular Pokemon Go is. I, I'm assuming it'll at least start there. Yeah, um, because it would be foolish not to be like, well, here's the hub, the central hub for this entire video game. If they could somehow get that at one of the universal parks, you know, like that's the gym or whatever. And I, I, don't, I it seems like a no brainer. Also, you'd want that merchandise to be selling in a theme park too. It, the 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 joint venture here that that has me excited is that it means that universal and Nintendo Nintendo must be who has, you know, historically not enjoyed working with other companies after the Mario brothers movie in the nineties. They, if you know, illumination and universal are making the animated Mario movie. And, and after this land too, it seems like they're pretty happy with what they've been seeing. Mm -hmm. So that must be why they're starting to loosen up and be like, we want to pump more into it. So that has me excited. Like you said, for the Nintendo, for the movie coming out, I'm hoping, I mean, I don't know about Chris Pratt as Mario, but, but, uh, I like Jack black as, as, uh, I basically like everybody else, just the Skidoosh. one person sticking out here. But um, but no, I, I think it'll be um, it has me hopeful because it, it, that usually just means that they enjoy what they're seeing. Yeah. So that means that's, you know, we haven't been able to see any of it yet. So I can't wait. I cannot wait either. And whether it's over in Universal Studios Japan or one day when hopefully everything makes it over here, I'm I'm just I'm so excited for it. It it feels like it is going to be that that chef's kiss at the the end of the meal being cooked and presented that we're going to we're going to have that that epic epic moment it's going to be the cherry on top of the sunday it's going to be the 
the I don't care for these metaphors. Put it, put it. I, give me a <laughs> give me a better one then, because all I've got are terrible ones. But I, I I guess we could just move on. We can move back over here and talk about events at Universal Orlando Resort stuff that we know is coming in the future and uh, the not not too distant future. And going to start with the most recently as of recording announcement about events, and that is that we now have our details on what is happening for Universal Orlando's holiday day celebration of course it will kick off on november 13th 2021 and it will run 51 days and nights all the way through january 2nd 2022 unfortunately i will not be in town at the start of this so rhino you're just gonna have to live your best holiday spirit uh without me for this one what was the day i what was the day november 13th oh spooky uh, not not. I don't so know spooky. why I said spooky. <laughs> Just anytime it's on a thirteenth. It's uh, not a Friday. That's a Saturday. Okay, it's not. It is a Saturday. I know because it is my wedding anniversary. So that's why yes, I will that's not what be it was. spooky. That's why I was like, why does that day sound so familiar? Uh, because it, and ours was a Friday when we we got married on it particularly. So uh, yeah, that is uh, that is why I will not be around to see the start of all the holiday entertainment. But uh, holidays are going to be a lot more normal this year. With Universal, things are things are back to normal for the most part. And uh, based on what they have officially announced for it, uh, what have they announced? The Grinchmas celebration over in Universal's Islands of Adventure is back. That includes the Grinchmas Holiday Spectacular uh, decorations all around Seuss Landing, and of course, the Who's from Whoville will be strolling around in the streets, scaring children and adults alike. Anyone who just doesn't really necessarily care for the look of those Who's, I don't know who I'm talking about, but. I mean, I, I'm at the very least creeped out by the Who's. I'll say that much. Uh, not not announced in there is whether or not we'll see the return of the Grinchmas breakfast, where you would have the opportunity to meet the Grinch. But I'm I'm not expecting that quite back yet. That still feels like that feels like a next year thing to me. But who knows? Who knows? Universal could be like, nope, it's back. You're going to get a chance to meet the Grinch again and eat green eggs and ham for breakfast. But even that's not as big of a sell now that green eggs and ham are open. That you can get the pizza there, the green eggs and ham pizza. Yep, oh, they, that's 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 how it was served when we did it. I forgot about that. That was good pizza. That was delicious pizza. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, of course, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, both Diagon Alley and Hogsmeade, will be getting their their glow up. Uh, all of London will be decorated for the holidays. Diagon Alley will be decorated for the holidays with their special theme decorations. Same things goes for Hogsmeade. It will also be decorated. Over in Hogsmeade, of course, the Frog Choir will be singing their little Christmas carols. And at night, you'll be able to see the magic of Christmas at Hogwarts Castle, the projection show that takes place on Hogwarts Castle that's always wonderful and moving and stirring and really puts you in that holiday mood. Then over in Diagon Alley, in terms of special entertainment, you will have Celestina Warbeck and the Banshees singing their Christmas version of their show, which is always, always entertaining. And then, of course, too, rolling through the streets again, once again, is Universal's Holiday Parade featuring Macy's. It will be back. And this is very exciting. Last year, they did the special walkthrough uh, attraction where you were able to walk and get up close to to the balloons and really see them from a different perspective. I absolutely love that. 
uh, I thought it was so cool. Um, I, I might even have liked it more than the parade and it's a parade I truly do enjoy. Uh, but I, I really loved being able to get up close to those balloons last year and see the characters and they were doing their little meet and greets that they had and Santa, uh, but it is exciting to have the parade rolling around again. Cause there was nothing quite like seeing, seeing that parade come to an end, standing out front of the Macy's in New York and that, that giant Christmas tree and see Santa light up the tree. Like uh, there's something just really special about that parade. Uh, but that is, that is it in terms of the announcements for the holidays at universal. Uh, no word on whether or not the blues brothers will be doing their holiday show. I would expect them to do it. I can most certainly say that uh, a day in the park with Barney will not be doing their holiday show since it no longer exists. So that's one more piece of holiday entertainment gone forever. Uh, but you know, there He's will going to leave another comment. <laughs> someone will leave another comment. Uh, and, <laughs> and of course too, you know, you'll be able to find specialty themed holiday food and beverage options all around the resort that help get you in that festive spirit. There will be, uh, decorations at all of the different Lowe's hotels. It's going to be, it's going to be like Christmas again at universal after a weird last year of, kind of being in between and i you know i've i've said it for years on the show i think the holidays are a great time to visit universal uh even you know if you don't celebrate the holidays that's one thing you might be a little uh, weirded out by it but i i think it's just it, it's a it's a different way than how disney does the holidays uh not necessarily better or worse just different and uh, a trip to universal i feel like during the holiday season especially if you mix it in with disney too you can't get much more magical with the holidays than than combining both of those so i recommend it also they didn't say anything about Mannheim steamroller performing their concerts but i have to say that's a no-go and i'm also okay with that because i stopped going to those years and years ago Mannheim, Mannheim, more like I can't. I don't yeah, know. that was going to say. I gave you a real <laughs> long time to set that up. But any thoughts about the holidays, Rhino? No, I'm still. I refuse to uh, acknowledge or accept them because I am still in 100% Halloween mode. That's fine. I, I respect your opinion on that. I'm happy they're coming. I'm. I will. I will. I will process it starting November 1st. Yes, I. That's a perfect time to do it. Christmas is coming. The goose is getting fat, but we will worry about that come november 1st but uh, i do have to try to pull you into that that holiday spirit as well is that a, a song uh the song uh, yeah the oh, christmas is coming the goose is getting oh okay i thought you need oh. to start listening to uh to john denver and the muppets a christmas together uh, and uh, yeah. yeah just take that album in you'll you'll understand okay. more You'll understand more, but uh, we're going to move on from one holiday to another holiday, and that is Universal Mardi Gras. We have the official confirmation that Mardi Gras is coming back in 2022, as expected, since it happens every year, and we have the dates for it. It will be running February 5th through April 24th, and as I mentioned with Christmas, the holiday parade is back, and of course, we are going to see the return of the Universal Mardi Gras Parade. We're going to see concerts returning again mm-hmm. on select nights, and there's going to be so much food. My one hope is that they take what they did for 2021, which was a really awesome carnival food festival, 
that had to be, you know, what they did because they couldn't do Mardi Gras normally. Take that food festival, mix it, and, you know, they still had floats set up and they had performers all around, but take the food festival and really embrace that this year. Mix that in with the parade and the concerts on weekends and make it make it an epic event that is truly not to be missed. I already think it's a, a not to be missed event, at least like once, once if you can come to Mardi Gras, especially if there's a concert that you really want to see, definitely go out of your way to, to do it. But I think this year more than ever, if they're able to really blend last year's with the old way, this, this thing could be epic and not epic universe because <laughs> that's for epic universe, but just epic in general. Yeah, I um I loved it. I loved how they had it all set up this last year. So that's why I'm like I would I I you know, I do I've said in the past I love the parade. I think it really creates a great environment. It makes it a lot of fun and you know, you can't resist that energy like wanting yeah. to move. You know, so, but I I just really loved how they had it really spread out through the whole park this last uh this last year. So I'm with you. I hope they keep that stuff cuz that a lot of that food we had was pretty good. Yeah, I, I think they have really figured out how to make awesome food at these special events. They have finally gotten in their groove with with what what their guests want and uh, the best way to please them all. And that's why I'm very excited that on our next week's show, assuming that something big doesn't break and we have to do a show about that, I'm very excited that we're going to finally get to talk about the universal food because we've had a little bit of it here and there, but not for an official review. So. Yeah. Um, that's why I'm, I'm pumped to talk about that. I love, I love food at these special universal events. And I, I didn't mention it during Christmas, but I have to. And especially too with Universal Mardi Gras, the best part is these events, those two in particular are included with your park admission. It's not like Halloween Horror Nights where you need that special ticket that's added onto your cost. Uh, both the holidays and Mardi Gras are all in your ticket price. So let that sink in. No extra money to enjoy these extra special events that are happening. Something, something that does not happen down the street anymore. Uh, so, I mean, I guess you could argue with like food and wine festival and such, but a little bit, a little bit different, uh, in, yeah, in that regard too. So all included. And with that admission and for annual pass holders, too, of course, you know, on like if you have the lowest tiers of annual passes on the concert nights, usually those are blocked out. But in general, everyone, everyone can can see it during the weekdays at the very least. I, and for well, actually, I just I just looked at the blockout dates on the lowest annual pass on the seasonal power pass or mm -hmm. whatever. And it's really not that this this upcoming year is really not that much. Like, I don't know if that can change based on anticipated attendance or what it is. But when my because my friend was just in town and he just bought one and I was like, just make sure there aren't blockout dates right now. And there was essentially like there was a little bit of like a week at Christmas. There was like a week in March and a week in April. Hmm. And that was and that was like that. I was <laughs> like, oh, wow, yeah. I. I even said I was like, well, you'll be able to go to like Mardi Gras a bunch of times if you wanted to or something. Yeah, they'll in the like in at least the lowest one, they'll add once they know when the concerts are, they will definitely mm -hmm. block those out. That's always been the case with the yeah. with the lowest passes. But, you know, in general, in general, like to just visit during the weekday, uh, any time of the year and, and even yeah. weekends, most of the times of the year, 
it's it's very accessible for all people. And we've talked about the value of an annual pass, not trying to sell you on it, just saying if you have it, uh, this this these no. holiday events is, and with Mardi Gras, that's that's where you really start to get uh, your use out of the pass if you are around during that time, because it just it's great times of year to be at Universal, in my opinion, and cannot mm-hmm. cannot wait for Mardi Gras this year. Cannot wait for the holidays. I can't. I can't wait to be king again. I think that's a wrong property on there. But the wrong property. Yeah, that might be the wrong property. That's okay. Can't that's wait fine. to be Peach. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I I see myself more as a uh, more of a Luigi, if anyone. You know, I'm that lovable sidekick, and I like green. The John Leguizamo of the group. <laughs> exactly. That's that's what we'll call me from now on. But I, Rhino, I don't have anything else to say about any of this news. No, me neither. I'm okay. hungry. Okay. Well, <laughs> you started talking about food. Now I'm hungry. Yeah. And we are basically going to roll out from doing this show, uh, take a little break, and then go and do our recordings at Universal for next week's show. So we need to start focusing on that. So we're going to say goodbye for now. Uh, If we sold you on a trip to Universal Orlando after talking about all of this news, of course, once again, we recommend booking your vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel, our official sponsor, because it helps support us and you get that extra help when planning your vacation. So head over to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com today for your free no obligation quote on that vacation. And also, too, if you're watching this on UO Fan on YouTube, please hit the thumbs up. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel and you're leaving comments, questions and video suggestions for anything you might want to see on the channel. Uh, we are starting to get to the point where I think we're going to be able to focus on Universal a lot more heavily. And because of that, we're going to want to do more than just our weekly show. So please start leaving those comments and questions and suggestions. That would really mean a lot. And if you're listening, listening to the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition, make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen. And if it's through Apple Podcasts, please leave the five-star ratings and reviews if you're enjoying the show. And if you have any suggestions, you can always leave them in those reviews, too. I go and read them every week and cry myself to sleep when there's no new reviews or when it's that that random one-star review that was like, "Mm, it was better when there was more people on this show. And you know what? It might be. But that's neither here nor there. It's just Rhino and I right now holding down the fort, doing our thing. And we're going to keep on keeping on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's it for this week's episode. Rhino, thank you so much for the fun conversation we had today. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you to everyone out there for listening and watching. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back again with you soon for another episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. But until then, remember, we still haven't changed the name. 